You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Homeland After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Homeland After Show. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another AfterBuzz TV after show for Homeland Season 2, Episode 10, entitled Broken Hearts. I'm John Comerford, and my co-hosts this evening are... I am Roth Cornette from IGN. Jenna Bush from Manhattan and Cocktails with Stan Lee. Thaddeus Massey from my mama. <laughs> and uh, helming the booth, as always, is Martin. Thank you very much, Martin. Thank you. Thank you, Martin. Martin. All right. Martin. Lots to cover today. First off, let's just take a vote. Who liked Walden getting off today? <laughs> anybody, yeah. anybody against that yeah. happening? No, not against that. Everybody's happy about that? Mm-hmm. that it, yeah. it was funny because I think for a moment you and I thought, oh no, Brody's, Brody's going to like sit here and try yeah. and save him. And I think mm-hmm. actually what's great about the show is that there was a moment when he thought he may do that. Uh-huh. You know what yeah. I mean? I really think we read that correctly. Right. And then what Walden said changed him right. his mind and mm-hmm. reminded him of why yeah, he really believes. Bunker he, bombers. It, it reminded Reminded him yeah. of why he thinks he needs to die. So, mm-hmm. so Thaddeus, you didn't weigh in on that. Were you? Were you? Uh, were you okay about that? I was. I was just hoping it would have happened a little later. Oh, later in the series, or you mean later in the Probably. later? Later when he was more. Well, I mean, he's a VP. Well, I guess he's important. And enough, we don't even know if he's dead. I mean, let's face it. All we yeah, know is that true. he had a heart attack. We don't exactly. know if he's dead. We according, according to Veep, he's not all that important. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I was kind of hoping yep. maybe yeah. it would happen during the election or right after he got elected and uh-huh. then Brody would be bounced oh. right into the presidency or something like that. Oh, well, there was no way Brody was ever going to be allowed to be in that position at all. I mean, I, I would have liked now to... Now that he's been caught. Well, see, see, that, I would like to see like, that situation get out yeah. of the hands, like, get out of control of right. the CIA. That, that's the why CIA I wanted him... let that get out of control. But that's why I wanted him to save the VP because then if that if he got out that he'd save the VP, the CIA would have a much more difficult time trying to spin it for Keep them. him on for season no. three. That's right, because right. you'd have all this sentiment because the, the whole public has no idea what he's done. No, there's... The, the CIA has no problem killing highly public uh, I, figures. I, I, I don't... <laughs> It's true. You're right. I, She's it's right. Really Is this true. part of your science again? <laughs> no, I mean if She's there's a right. book, there's a book called Tales of an Economic Hitman okay. that talks about this guy and his job was like to go into different countries, mostly mm-hmm. in South America, and go to the leadership and yeah, be like, yeah, but you're talking about an American person, it, not not in a foreign wow. country. I'm just saying. 
you're, so you're, you're suggesting is that a, I'm talking a VP, about the president of another country, though, not just a person. I, I understand that, but it, I, I think that I, I think Basically, the argument could be that you, I could see that happening more on foreign soil than somebody going who, first of all, is a war hero. According to the public, he's a war hero. They don't care he's about a that. VP and, and in line for the presidency who just saved the vice president's life. They might have a di- more difficult time taking Everybody him out. Everybody dies, John, whether they die in a car accident, a no plane No kidding. Crash, I, but you're, you're but assuming wait, 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 wait. You're, you're making the argument that they they, let that me, would be let just me tell as you, easy, and I'm me, saying no. Let me finish I'm not what saying I'm they say, wouldn't. Let me finish what I was saying. Is that it's not like the CIA went in and assassinated these people. This guy's job was to go in. He was called Tales of an Economic uh-huh. Hitman. If you want to read the book, and this guy's job was to go into foreign countries and say, "Hey, listen, if you cooperate with us economically, aka mm. give us all your resources, you get to live, and you'll probably make <laughs> a lot of money too. But if you don't, probably you're going to die. And what would happen is if they pushed back and they didn't cooperate, there would be a plane crash, a car accident, something would happen. Right. The CIA is incredibly adept at making accidents happen. That's the black, I, I'm, that's not, black option. I'm not arguing that either. A man who's who's even a vice presidential candidate could still have a car accident. And yeah, die. I'm just saying. I'm saying they're going to have a harder time doing that for for somebody who's a, a public figure who's heroic. But he's also a target of Abu Nazir, so it'd be really easy to to blame yeah, it on them. Of there course, you go. PR but win. I, I'm just. I don't think it would be the same thing as going to a foreign country. And first of all, they have all that infrastructure in place. I just think they'd have a harder time. That's all I'm saying. Well, the thing I think is, they, they, they'd go, okay, we better do this. Be very cautious how we do this because public sentiments with with Brody, everybody Probably, thinks he's a great guy. But that doesn't mean he can't die. I'm not saying everybody he can't. dies. I'm just <laughs> saying that they, they, they would take a, they take a, they, they, they take more time looking at that than they would often somebody in a foreign country. All right, well, I, Maybe I don't think so. I do want to. I do want to. I think the world is the CIA's playground. They exactly. do what they want, how they want, where they want. It doesn't matter if they're over here. They could be in Mexico. They could be in London. They could be in Iceland for and all I, they care. And I think what we saw this week, which is what we were not surprised by, was that Estes and the CIA and you, you know what I mean. They are ready to cover up the information that broke. He's a total live wire. He has this information about that drone strike at mm-hmm. the ready. He was there. He witnessed it. That's one thing. If he came out with that as that public figure, God forbid this guy is like uh, the vice president of the United States and then comes out with that mm-hmm. information. There's no way they're going to allow that to happen. Yeah. Because at that point, they're not. How hard is it going to be to refute that information? Right. He's beloved. He's the vice president of the United States. How mm-hmm. hard is it going to be to refute that he says the CIA or not the CIA? Sorry. The um, the military ordered a drone strike that they knew would kill children. Right. And I, I was there and I saw it. Yeah. Yep. I, you know what I mean? They're <laughs> never going to allow him to get to the point that he could make that much of a mess. Right. Never. Yeah. Well, you know, something I wanted to talk about is that we got a real sort of um, look into Brody's head this week. It was really sort of interesting because you saw his face when Carrie called. And it was something that it almost felt like an unguarded moment. Like he mm-hmm. wasn't with her. And you saw him actually be happy to see her. You saw how he was with Abu Nazir when no one was watching. Mm -hmm. So I I think it was sort of interesting to look into that and see that, like, there really did seem to be a moment where he thought he would save the vice president. So he did what he needed to do, and he only swore to send the code. He didn't swear not to save the guy. Um, But I think there... We've been sort of debating about whether or not he was being played. He was playing everybody. Mm-hmm. If he really did care about Carrie and all of that, and I thought it was really interesting that for the first time we actually got to see him 
alone. Right. And see that maybe he wasn't completely playing. Well, no, he probably still was playing everybody, but that that he did actually have. I think he's been trying to survive, but yeah. that I think that what we saw, what was thrown into sharp relief, is that he has legitimate feelings for Carrie, and he had yep. legitimate feelings for Isa. Yeah. And so. Brody is completely driven by his emotions, oddly enough, and once again, we come full circle to them being parallels to each other in a, in the same but a different way that she is driven by her emotions. You know what I mean? She's She actually, that scene with Abu Nuzir brings... <clears throat> highlights Carrie's personality too and what she really believes and where she's coming from and where she is rigid on. And I think that Brody is actually, oddly enough, the more personally, emotionally motivated person. So he was like, I'm not going to let Carrie die, period. And once it became possible for him to avenge Isa, he did. However, my question about this is that a terrorist organization does something in order to claim credit for it. Right. How are they going to claim credit for a heart attack? I know. I know. I thought about that, too. There's nothing. I mean, that just seems like a normal occurrence. I yeah. mean, the guy already that, has a pacemaker. And, 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 you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because my question I was going to pose was, do you think Abu Nuzir's motivation is primarily for the cause or is it primarily for Isa? Both. I think it's really, I think, I think that Abu Nuzir and it's like what, also, but what do you think it, it it's have more? been great to have you, Naveed here. It, yes, that would have been great. Exactly. <laughs> Where Naveed? Naveed, Naveed, call Naveed, Naveed, Naveed. 424 1729. Naveed, if you're watching. We love you, Naveed. <laughs> what um, do you think is more, though? What do you think is more compelling for, for Abu Nuzir? If you had to pick one or the, the other. Cause. The cause. The cause. Because he sent, like Naveed said, he sent his brother to the death, yeah. too. Yeah. So and, that's ultimately what he cares about. And Isa just feels that. Pretty much, I, yeah. Well, yeah, it's all motivated it. by that. Yeah, and we didn't said that, but and we don't even know. For all we know, uh, killing Walden might have been a part of a bigger picture. He might might not need to take credit for it because they wanted to right. get him out of the way because they want somebody else to take. I mean, right. who knows? Who right. knows what the agenda is? Which yeah. we'll find yeah. out. And his whole his whole discussion about about how it can take you know three centuries. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We yeah. will take you down. That was actually really we terrifying. We will exterminate yeah. you is what he yeah. said. That I like thought Daleks. Was, yeah. yeah, like the exterminate. Sorry, I had to make a Doctor um, reference. Yes, and I'm glad that you did. <laughs> but um, that... That, I thought, was an amazing exchange between them because it was some of the dialogue that we, I think, tried to delve into a little bit about mm-hmm. the parallels between the possible parallels between Carrie and Nazir. And they were basically having that conversation. And I mean, for the most part, I'd have to agree with both of their conclusions, you know, where where he's like, oh, really? You know what I mean? With your pension pans yeah. and your organic foods. Yeah. Isn't it nice That's right. to sit What's wrong with organic food? And talk nothing. But I think what he's saying is that... <laughs> See, is we're that, a soft, lazy country. That's what he's saying. If I, can, if I can make a really obnoxious comparison, <laughs> if the world were 30 Rock, the United States would be the handsome man. And it would be <laughs> existing in the handsome man bubble. Of like, Yes, I did. Yes, she <laughs> Really okay, keep going, Raw. So Those of us who, who so don't watch the Rock are lost. So as hell, basically, but, okay. what that means is this: that it's a it's a reference to John Hamm plays this character right. on the show okay. that is in the Handsome Man bubble. That means that things become very very easy for him. Mm-hmm. Life is he exists in almost a different world than everybody else does. Everybody wants to do things for him. Mm-hmm. He, oh, doors open for him like that. 
the United States, I think, in this picture is existing in the organic pension plan, handsome man bubble, that even when times are rough here, they're nothing close to what this guy is saying he deals with on a daily basis. So you really think you're ready to dig in and suffer? Because we'll wait 300 years till you're all dead. And it was a completely, I I thought that was a great exchange. I thought it was was really, really terrifying. But I also sort of ultimately agreed with it, whereas... I don't know. It's still so confusing because... I didn't get what part you agreed with. Well, I guess in the sense of, like, she's saying, like, yeah, fine, fine, fine. Mm -hmm. Maybe what you're saying is true, but at the end of the day, you're still a terrorist Mm -hmm. who is willing to kill innocents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a line... Because even when I make the comparison to, like, the United States that invented guerrilla warfare during the Revolutionary War, which we did... Yep. They killed um, military men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They didn't go and kill kids. Right. And I think that's the line that you you cannot, you just can't cross that line. Yeah, but but then what he's saying is the United States did this drone strike that exactly. killed kids. Like, yeah. And so, yeah, I know it's so, it, it is, yeah. it's so. I think the implication was anyway. that the United States has a habit and has created a pattern of doing that. It wasn't just an isolated mm-hmm. event. No, no, not so, at all. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, in order to win a game, you have to play of the same rules and, and be better at those rules. Not that they agree with the manner in which they're fighting, but I think they've accepted the manner in which these, this tone of warfare has been brought to them in their eyes. Right. You know, you understand what I'm saying? No. Okay. What I'm saying is <laughs> I, I, I believe they've been, they feel that, they, that this manner of warfare has been imposed oh, upon I see them. What you're saying. Yeah. So they have to meet that okay, and I see match it. Yeah, and just... it is a type of guerrilla warfare simply because they don't have the sophistication, the technology to do it, I, you know, yeah. like on the level that the United States can. So yeah. they have to do what, what they, they can, can, when they can, how they can mm-hmm. to protect themselves, their way of life, their culture, everything I agree. else. Yeah. I agree. And and it's and that's what becomes so fascinating about that dialogue because both sides are totally right, you know, right. in the sense of like, well, I don't I think that where it crossed the line ultimately for me and this was just in a TV show, so I'm sure not every person is thinking this way is like we will exterminate a you know what I mean when mm-hmm. it becomes like like genocidal, right. that is when it becomes, I, okay, you're not talking in the same lang- language at all. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right, is that that type of warfare that annihilates children, that annihilates women, that is indiscriminatory, mm-hmm. has been going on for a long time now, maybe mm-hmm. the last, you know, most of the last century, you know. Yeah. Certainly, definitely in World War II, where they would just bomb all over Europe, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hiroshima... Certainly. But so that has become the method of warfare. And so in order for us to act like, oh, my God, it's so shocking, they blew up children. It's like, well, you're blowing up children all the time. And there's just no there's no rules anymore. Well, it is sort of interesting because F. uh, I just love to F. Murray Abraham, who plays um, Dardal, is just wonderful. And just even the like three minutes he was in it and his speech patterns. I was like, I love you so much. But he did say, I miss the Cold War. Because he was talking about the rules. rules. He's like, we didn't shoot each other. I don't know what to do with these guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, well but I, and I think it's that that's I think that that's yeah. what a lot of people long for is like the clarity of the Cold War. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it seemed like there was some. But the truth is, the real truth is, and this is the effed up part of that, is that 
the surface level clarity of the Cold War was that the United States didn't hit the red button. Mm -hmm. And so then Russia didn't hit the red button. And the reverse was also true. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the Cold War was exactly what I was talking about, where the United States and Russia were trying to influence the political Mm -hmm. history of other countries in order to have either communism or democracy rise, which meant the United States went into countries that they thought were going to become communist. Mm -hmm. And they Afghanistan, like Afghanistan, like Mm -hmm. Naveed was talking yep. about last week. Correct. And they supported different factions that were going to stop that from happening. Right. And they did the same thing all over the world. And yep. so and Russia tried to do the same thing. Anyway, whatever. This I feel like we're off on a total <laughs> speaking, yeah. It's a great history lesson. <laughs> but the, but the point is that ultimately but ultimately it leads to that confrontation between Nazir and Kerry where the appearance, Carrie's appearance, is that she's totally in the right and completely diametrically opposed to where Navid, not Navid, sorry, Abu Nuzir is coming from. <laughs> Navid is a totally sorry, lovely person. We love you, Navid. We love you, Navid. But Abu Nuzir is coming from. But what he's saying is that that's just the surface level appearance. Really, right. we're yeah, not all it, that different. That, yeah. That's what I thought was interesting. Is that obviously for me, Abu seems that she he got it way more than she did about both being uh, seeing it from both perspectives. I don't, you know, she just sees him as a terrorist. And he's. But her single mindedness is exactly what she needs for her job, too. I mean, she. To, to do the things that she's done and recover the things she's. I mean, okay, I, I'm going to say she is a dumbass bitch sometimes and <laughs> running back into the building do really, really stupid. But, um, but I think her single mindedness is exactly why she is so good at her job. And so. But that also is her Achilles heel because that's the thing that gets her into trouble. Yep. He doesn't know how, when to turn it on, when to turn it off. She but does none not. of us do. She but, does not. <laughs> but from his point of view, isn't his single-mindedness exactly what he needs in order to accomplish what he wants? For everybody, yeah. when they when you're going for something like that, you have to be single-minded and not care about anything. Yeah. I mean, in Just this the, particular case with these two people, though, I'm not saying between the two, the United States and, mm-hmm. like, terrorist organizations. Right. Let's but bring it down to the individual. these two people, she is ultimately a protector. Right. Is what she's trying to do. Mm-hmm. Well, a he's going to argue of, that he, he's what he's doing is protecting his family and future families, and that's what he's doing. That's what he's saying. That's what he's. But I'm saying that Carrie doesn't. That I'm saying that Walden and Nazir are more alike uh-huh. than Carrie and Nazir because yeah. Walden will order a drone strike sure. and he will order some death of like kids, right. and Nazir will order the death of kids. Mm-hmm. But Carrie would never do that. Right. Carrie is really just there to stop that from happening. Do you think She's, she would? What, what, what if, if by killing this, if by sending the, the bomb, letting would. the bomb go, and, no. and some Mm-mm. people might, but it, but it would, it would save no, millions I don't of think people. So. so you don't, she, no. she thinks she'd be willing to, no, no, no sacrifice I don't, the many for the few. That's not her role in this world. Yeah, no, I don't think she believes that. I think that the whole point of and her whole single mindedness about this mm-hmm. is to keep this sort of stuff from happening. Sure. And I mean, I know maybe whether or not she sees what that Walden's doing the very mm. same thing is moot point. That's she's, where she's right. She's she's got blinders on. She's dealing with you know because it's arguably, and I don't want to get too hardcore into politics because I don't want letters comments. But um, <laughs> but arguably, I think I already opened that door. Yeah, right. it is what, it is. what was your Twitter handle again? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. I think I already opened that door today. Yeah. Again, so all right. Well, well, I'll just I'll just say this. I think that um, in her head. We are doing the right thing. Sure, in her head, absolutely. So clearly, exactly. I think that's what it is. Is that for Carrie? She can't only as a human being. You can only kind of take away 
a part of the small area that you're given in Mm -hmm. life, right? Mm -hmm. And whatever it is, that's the area that you can deal with. And for her, her area is protecting the United States. That's it. Mm -hmm. She's like... I can't be bothered. All of this other stuff may or may not be true. It doesn't matter. My point is to stop you from bing- bringing a bomb here. I mean, that's if she, it. If she was from that part of the world, she'd be Roya Hamad. She'd be doing what Roya's doing. She'd be Maybe. an activist, yeah. or she'd be an agent, or some kind of spy for yeah. the other side. And that's what suits her interests in her homeland right. and wherever she's from over there. Except that Kara is not violent. I mean, the thing, the difference to me is this: is that. Walden is violent. He orders violent acts indiscriminately, almost. You know what I mean? Right. He really doesn't seem to care. Just I'm talking about in the depiction on the show. Sure. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't seem to give a shit if who dies and how they die and if they're kids. Or he doesn't care. Um, Roya Hamad was intra- going to enact a, an act of violence and blowing up all those soldiers. Carrie has never done anything of the sort, ever. Right. You know what I mean? Her only purpose has been to stop that from happening. Yeah, it's here because that's her terrain. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if that's really true. I don't know if she was from that part of the world, if that's really what she would be doing. Well, you know, talking about that, I, I'm really sort of interested in her backstory. Because, you know, if the, in the intro to the show... Um, Roy's talk- backstory? No, no, no Carrie's. Okay. Um, okay. I want to know, ten and I wonder ago, if I they'll... Something. Yeah, uh, ten years ago I missed something. And I don't know if it's just, a, you know, that feeling we all sort that of had after care. that. Or if it's... If, it, if something actually did happen, if that's part of yeah. her history that we'll, we'll get into, if there yeah. was an actual specific incident mm-hmm. that made her so single-minded. It's not just, you know, her mental issues, that mm-hmm. it was actually, there was a specific trigger that did it. And I wonder if they'll delve into that next season. Maybe. but And, and I think that it's ultimately true with all ki- that with people that, like, you can choose one path or you can choose another. And we see this over time. Like, people choose, look, Martin Luther King chose nonviolence. That's what he chose. Right. You know what I mean? As his path. Other people chose a different path. Gandhi chose nonviolence. That's what he chose. Right. You know what I mean? Other, you know, the IRA chose something else. And, and that's, that's, I think, part, in part your, your nature, you know? And like, I think I was telling you this the other day, like in terms of that, I, I, I went and I did a documentary in the Middle East and I definitely chose people that felt like that um, nonviolence was the best course of action because it was politically the best course of action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that there were people that thought that nonviolence was the best course of action because morally it was the best course of action. And then there were some people that felt like violence was permitted in case, you know what I mean, in extreme cases. And so I think partially that's what you're driven towards is, is your nature. Wherever you well, once live. The, the, here's the one thing that history has shown us is that once violence begets violence, once it yeah. once it mm-hmm. begins, it doesn't end. It doesn't end, and it just yep. keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And it usually starts with one empire throughout the course of history in their quest for dominance and mm-hmm. their quest for uh, cultural unity, so to speak, mm-hmm. to like impose their culture upon the rest of the world, and that's. A, a, that's the natural manly thing to conquer. It's also the other aspect of his fear, fear right. of being conquered. Yeah. So that's why we occupy so many different countries and we, you know, we're all over the place or and we're we, imposing our Westernization upon them, which is another reason why they're resisting America so adamantly in manifest destiny. Is, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yep. like, you know, and, and I then, mean, basically we wrote a whole, uh, we said that's what we were going to do. Exactly. Yep. And then <laughs> the we, and, and we do have, a, yep. we have a history of going into countries and raping their lands and 
stealing resources. Is stealing resources and yep. saying, okay, thank you very much, and just be happy that we chose your land to rape. <laughs> I mean, we have I, a history of that, and I, it's like it's, yeah. it's it's pretty well known. It's not like you know it's known. So well, I think it's I think it's like super 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 economically complicated. And I think right. the other thing that gets that to me is like the big problem is is contact. If there's no contact between people, it's super easy to dehumanize them. Right. And I I told you this too with that. Um, the other day when we were talking that very documentary, I sat down with a yeah. woman who had lost three of her sons mm-hmm. um, in crossfire, three of her sons. And she asked me towards the end of the interview, she was like, you're American. And she was really surprised. And I said, yeah, I'm American. And she said, I'm shocked that you're an American because I really thought that all Americans were just machines with no hearts. And that's yeah. what she thought. Well, because I was probably yeah. the only American that she had ever met. And I was definitely the only Westerner in that area for, like, a long time based on the glances I got. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I mean, if yeah. you do any research, um, when it comes to control and manipulation, it's, it's a, they call it the three M's. It's military, media, and money. Yep. Right? And media is a major part of that. And you're a victim of the media output of what has been... <laughs> I guess sensationalized or some of the you know sensationalization along with the facts of situations that happen so now this lady that you interviewed has that perception of Americans right, until yeah. she met someone like you and you dispelled that and it was like Normal. oh okay. my gosh I yeah. thought all Americans yeah. were well, you no know, hard having robots but, that were probably insensitive. But that happens here. I mean, I think even in some of the con- and I, I appreciate the comments, by the way. Um, you know, I see things. I see things written like all, all, all Arabs think this. You know, yeah. and I'm putting that in quotation marks, yeah. obviously, because it's just it's so myopic. And I think that that's the pattern mm-hmm. that happens, and 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 that's what leads to kind of that's the, part of military tactics, dehumanizing yeah, yeah, the yeah. enemy. I mean, that's. I mean, why, you want people you know, to kill each other. It's yeah, much easier to do it if they dehumanize. Yeah, you think so. World War II and the nicknames that they had yeah, for the absolutely. enemy, and like they are all one person, and that that's right. the way it is. And I mean, I understand as a soldier, sometimes you need to think that way, but but it's. I, I mean, I don't like it. I just. I kind of get it. And it was really interesting talking when Navid was here, um, just talking about, you know, what it was like for him in school, yeah. finding out that his friends had died and all that. I mean, it's just, you don't, I think he was right in that you don't get any of this unless you talk to people. Yeah, you, you get have to, to have people. contact. And like, so to me, the best organizations or whatever are the ones that promote that. Yeah. I promote contact but between we had, people. We had contact with Carrie and Nazir. I, don't, I mean, and, uh, Abu, but I don't really think a lot of love connections were going well, on in that. Well, that might be a different <laughs> but he, but he, did, he did talk about the emotional transference with Brody. That's true, mm-hmm. that's true. Also, you know? he did have her gagged and tied to a pole. Yeah. So there's yeah. that. They, and they, <laughs> only, they only really chatted for a few to minutes. To each his own. Whatever they only us. really chatted for a few that's minutes. Right. And he talked about the emotional yeah. transference that he had with Brody. And then definitely Brody had that emotional transference with him. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and and I don't think it was emotional transference. I think it was just emotion with right. Isa. Yeah. But yeah. um. But I think yeah. He, he. I think that what this what this episode shows, which I had wanted, was like this is where this person's coming from in the broader yeah. political context. Mm-hmm. But this is where they're coming from emotionally, and I think that's what they were able to do. But now I'm just curious. Moving on to something else, because now that Brody has. Well, reached his goal to some degree because the whole reason why he set this whole thing in motion in some respects is to get revenge on Walden. 
what's left for him? I don't know, but I mean, I isn't know. he still under threat of like death and annihilation? <laughs> well, I would, I would, there's well, Quinn, so I guess, yeah, there's yeah. all that. So, I mean, but, but, but you, I mean, I, I, I just, I'm just curious. They didn't because the episode obviously ended. But I'm going. I, I, I wanted to see that moment. How did he feel when that happened? Did he, did he really die? I mean, uh, w- what happens to a person that this is the thing that he's been moving towards well, for years. I think part of it is some of the things that we saw today. We saw that he actually seems to have genuine feelings for Carrie. Right. He obviously seems to... Like, when he walked in the room after Mike and Jessica were kissing, like, I think I think he knew something was happening. I mean, it's, yeah, it's well, very clear. Like, I think... They've all what, known. Well, of right. course. But, I mean, I think that there was... Remember that moment in the hotel room yeah. where she says, like, I think this is a way out for both of us. Right. And I could see a future for us. And mm-hmm. maybe he did have a moment of... Like, because when he talked to Carrie and you finally saw that thing on his face, like, oh, I'm actually really happy to hear your voice. Yeah. Um, I think that. So that all rang sincere with you, right? It did. It okay. did because no one was watching him. Right. Yeah. And so I, I think that was the thing for me. But I, uh, but I think that he, because he had just come from seeing Mike and Jessica, and he looked at that, and and then he was really upset about Carrie. I think maybe in in his head there is a way out for him. In his head, like this is almost over. But this, is, speaking to that point, this is the thing that bothered me about this episode is that. You say no one was watching him, and he wasn't. But I don't, I don't believe that they weren't. Why were they listening? Well, I well, still that's, think that's they that is listening. a question. That is an issue. Like and, why which is not why I'm going. Well, I know. I still, I, I believed it, but I go. But I still think he thinks somebody's listening, even if they aren't. Why would he think that they're not? It was his face, though. It was his face that mm-hmm. did it for me. And I mean, I because I think Damian Lewis is such a great actor. Mm-hmm. I, I sort of trust his choices. Sure. And the look on his face and the choices that he made with Carrie to get her out of there. Right. I think. No, I believed it, but I still, it just bothered yeah. me yeah. that there was no hint and there's no talk of it. It's like, what? what did they, well, all of a sudden they drop all surveillance on this yeah. guy? Yeah, that, that bothered me too. Yeah, that was totally. Why issue. aren't they listening? Think, why, why aren't they recording this? It right. just, yeah. just felt just, what? Yeah, this, who like, dropped the ball? Well, we turned to each other during that episode yeah. and we're like, Really? Yeah. Why yeah like, nobody's like <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but especially if they sent this black ops guy in yeah. to contain the fact That's that he's got point. this this really sensitive information and about you this make the drone point, strike. I don't know how many times you made the point is that they would never let Rody get it. Why are they never. letting him out of her sight for a second? They wouldn't, mm-hmm. and and that did bother me about this mm-hmm. episode too, yeah. where I was like, okay, this is bullshit. Somebody would still yeah. be lis- doing surveillance. So, it's right. not like oh, we nabbed him, we're done. Because first of all, they still know Abu Nuzir is out there, right. and they. They know that Abu and they didn't Nuzir, kill him for a reason. Right. And they yep. know that Abu Nuzir very likely, well, the reason they didn't kill Birdie is so, because Abu Nuzir may mm-hmm. make contact with him. Right. Yep. So why would they not be tapping his phone? Exactly. It's so stupid. And so I think that that's one of the things that we just have to, like, let go. But it's no. really frustrating no. to me. <laughs> right. 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 No. Right. No, no, because I, there's I, the thing. They're so good at so many things. And I go, <laughs> yeah. come on, you're in the room. I've been in those rooms. I know what those rooms are like. It's not, somebody didn't go, uh, yeah, we might want to take and not, and then somebody goes, eh, let it go. Yeah. Why? You, you're so good. You guys are great at this stuff. Just, just hit to it. Give it makes it more challenging. Yeah, it makes the yeah. whole series better. Give us a reason. Sh- right. Exactly. Have, I don't care what the rationalization is, but yeah. give it to yeah. us. I think even if you had had, like, seriously, even if you had had somebody somehow slip him a a phone, a dumb, yes, a dummy right. phone, just a different phone that Abu Nuzir mm-hmm. is calling him on, not right. his phone. Yeah. I would have bought that. But right. don't tell me they're calling him on his phone. That would have been so much more interesting because wh- whoever got that to him was like, what c- could that have been? Somebody in the CIA? We yeah, don't know exactly. who that person. No, no. Maybe it yeah. could have been, as as Roth put it, hacker, bunker, killer person. 
Hacker, what was it? Hacker. Oh, the hacker guy. Bunker killer person. Hacker guy. bunker killer speaking, person. Okay, because we got, we got to get to this because it's being hackers. It, it's the holiday season. If you're going out online and buying things, make sure you come to AfterBuzzTV.com first. Click on the Amazon.com banner and then buy your purchases from Amazon through AfterBuzz. Amazon. That's right, because mm-hmm. they'll give us a nice little uh, thank you. And so that'll keep the lights on here and it'll keep us uh, being able to keep. Um, Doing these shows and lights on. <laughs> I all that got kind of stuff. two Amazon. So, um, so do go to afterbuzztv.com, click on the Amazon yes. banner, and then make your purchases. Then, so thank you for that. Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. So, but getting back to this Beautiful now. Beautiful women. <laughs> Can't okay, buy like, women on Amazon. That is. <laughs> no, Amazons are beautiful. Women. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I right. Okay. <laughs> That's where he was going with that. So, I mean, can you buy them on there too? You can buy wine on there now. now. Can you? Box wine? Uh huh. Speaking of which, they imbibe too much before the show. It's Rolf's birthday. Absolutely. Rolf, happy happy birthday birthday to Rolf. Thank you. Thank you, Martin. So we talked a little bit about we did uh, Brody coming before home. the show, which may yes. explain a lot of our dialogue today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, but Ross, I, uh, I think Jenna might have mentioned it about uh, Brody coming home and seeing Jessica and yeah. Mike and all that other stuff. So, and that is, we, we were talking about this before the before we came up. Uh, what what is that gonna? What's gonna happen with those two now? Because. I think I think the they're rough. These things. I think that I think that almost by Jessica's sort of like whatever it was fun. I wish I could feel guilty, but yeah. I don't. They're letting you, so you know. How did you feel about that? Because you made it sound like she does. It's just a flippant thing, and she it didn't mean anything to her. Is that what you meant? No, 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 no. Okay, no. What do you mean by I that? I think that the show is letting you know that this relationship is no longer a thing. You know what I mean? Who's? I'm not sure who. Brody you mean. and Jessica. Okay, gotcha. All right. That yeah. you know that that. That's that's no longer mm-hmm. going to be an element in play. That probably I think that what they're trying to do is subtly kind of like wrap that up and right. have Jessica just be off with Mike where she belongs, uh-huh. and and so forth like that. That's my sense. I mm-hmm. could be wrong because I kind of get that too. Also, I'd like to point out that Chris had more than two lines today. He did. Mm-hmm. Poor Kate. <laughs> he had like four. Congratulations, Chris. <laughs> Sorry, it just makes me laugh. Because he just bops in with one line and then leaves. Or, or he's not there at all. There was a couple of episodes, yeah, he wasn't even there. Uh, and you're like, okay. Yeah. Wasn't there back. another kid? Isn't there yeah, another kid? Right. Like, <laughs> I, I think, I think I, that they're... I didn't realize we were supposed to keep score. Don't you think that, like like we said last week, it's going to now be this government conspiracy storyline? Doesn't it more and more it, look like that's what this is all about? Yeah. The whole Saul thing For, at the end, I think so. Yeah, I totally think so. Right, well, let's very, get into Saul. Let's, yeah, let's jump right in because the episode yeah. started with Dara Doll the eating the waffles, which Jenna was very happy to see. Yes, I love F. Him. Murray, but even the way he ate waffles yeah. and his his rhythm his, there was great. His wasn't waffle it? eating it's is amazing. worthy of an Emmy. Oh my god! Just say Salieri. We had two Salieri. Salieri. Oh, <laughs> I, I, as a child, was so afraid of becoming Salieri. It was this really neurotic fear I had. I know, it's so weird. Like, Wait, we, we, like, owned Amadeus. They used Amadeus. to play that every year on KTLA. And I used to watch it, right. and he used I've to freak like me times. out. Okay. He was so obsessed. Like, all right, all he used right. to freak me out. Since like, we've detoured a lot, let's try let's, we can bring well, it back. Thank you. The host has wandered off the subject. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> move back. So, F. Murray, Darn I think there were, two, there were two monster scenes this week. Like, yeah. we had sort of the monster. There, every time we have kind of, like, one scene that jumps out, yeah. and, and that's the scene. There yeah. were two. I had that's, three for me, didn't I? There were three. Okay, yeah. so to me, oh, maybe there were three. Okay. To me, it was the Saul Dardal scene. Awesome. And then it was the Carrie yeah. Abenuzir. But I also like Brody and Walden. I like You like Brody and Walden? Liked, yeah. That Brody was also a yeah. monster. Yeah. You're right. That was, was a monster. Yeah. Uh, fourth runner up, Estes yeah. and Saul. Oh, yeah, that was great. Estes <gasps> yeah. sucks. Fourth Sorry. runner up. Estes. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I think that I think that each of those scenes, like in a very short, they're brilliant because yeah. in a very short amount of time, they yeah. told us everything we needed to know about those relationships yeah. and those characters. Right. We very get, little expos, only the expos we needed, and everything else was. Yeah, just we get great. who bro- We yeah. get who the relationship between Saul right in yeah, that I mean, last moment. I just yeah. love the lines with Dar at all. I mean, with the, you're too so, sensitive you're too for this sensitive job, and, yeah, which is true. Just, exactly. I can't yeah. believe you survived this. Dirty and all that other stuff. But I think it shows Saul's strength. It, yeah. This is the moment to me is that when he says, "I can't believe you." survived this long and Saul goes yeah me neither because I think that the reason that Saul has survived that long is because he is that self-aware yeah yeah and that humble you know you know other people have made the 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 notion that Dana is the conscience of for me Saul is more the conscience of this show for me that's just because I think for me that that just kind of said it that he's the guy that's trying to do the right thing trying not to be the guy that's going out indiscriminately killing and finding out what's right first and then doing something about it, which right. is not what Daradal does. Daradal just goes out there. Apparently, <laughs> he's more like uh, Abu than anything because of the yeah. way he's discussing yep. it. I like the so. name they gave the character Dar. Adal. It's kind of like a Sith Lord. Yeah. It's kind of like a Sith Lord. It's like without totally. the TH. Nice. Darth totally. Adal. You might as well just call him Darth so, Adal. And you know we're going to have more scenes with him. That's going to be great. So. I, I think those were oh, yeah. monster setups. Yeah. I think that relationship with him and Saul and certainly Saul being taken away at the yeah. end is a monster setup for this whole like yeah. government conspiracy but side. How of the great show. was the hallway scene with uh, with Estes? Because how long has that been brewing? How long has Estes wanted you know to just say, fuck you, Saul? You know what my response to that is? My response to that is, fuck you, Estes. Exactly. Yeah. You, know? you guys hate him, so I please. Not a fan. Come on, Not come on. You got to tell us why, but why you love that, so. I don't know. There's just. He's just trying to cover up. That's a big deal. Oh, yeah. He's no the problem. worst. He what? is. He is. They He's did a the thing. Worst. They took out some some terrorists. Some okay. innocents got killed. And they're trying to cover All it right. up. Oh, I well. think this was in what was it was it's, this was in the spy. Media. This was You're in spinning a, it. What was the spy movie? <laughs> the Harrison the Harrison Ford spy movie. Oh right, which right, one? right. Um, I know <laughs> yeah. which one, right? But it, he was the okay. So basically, this is what happens mm-hmm. in this movie. They're sending in a, an attack to a camp, right? And they're watching the bombs take out this oh, entire yeah. camp. Clear and present danger. Clear and present yeah. danger. And there's a guy in the back in the room. And he goes, Yeah. That's a kill shot, ladies and gentlemen. Estes is that motherfucker. That guy (laughs) that sits in the back room, sitting his coffee, Uh risking nothing, Uh and making these asinine, inhumane, horrible calls, all for the sake of his pocketbook and his ego. I hate him. Yep. You know what? Estes reminds me of a Hollywood doorman at at a club. (laughs) <laughs> I'm serious. He's he does. He has that persona, <laughs> like just you know. Uh, he gets no douchey. love here. I, no, he I, I want to bring him in. I hope we got to get him in here because I, I want him to explain himself. Because I'm sure he's got a whole backstory of how he's doing. What he's doing is the right thing, and he's patriotic. Am I wrong? And, Weren't he and Carrie hooking up at one point? Yes. Uh-huh. They yeah. had an affair. Yep. But it was off show. Oh, yep. right, it was right, before. Right, right. and Carrie's had an, an <laughs> right, affair, right, right, right. but before we came into the show, like she broke she up. She picks a winner. I guess she dispelled that myth. She broke I guess up you can she, go back once you've been. <laughs> <laughs> she she broke up his marriage, I guess. But and in any in any event, Estes Estes to me is that bureaucrat who really has no soul. Like him and Walden uh-huh. to me are those guys that almost Walden more than Estes almost like gleefully makes these calls that yeah. actually are zero risk to himself, and he has no ethical com- like Walden clearly has no ethical compass, yeah. which I think is why the hit and run storyline was. Right. To really, to really drive it home, like this guy has zero ethics. I just love when when Brody says to him, "Yeah, I'm doing it for my family. Fuck your family. I know. know. 
That yeah. really, if you if you can see the change yeah, in, in his face, yeah. it was like, okay. oh, this is going to be so much easier for me to do. Yeah. Aww. When, he, t- when he said that. Well, yeah. And it also, it also let's face enjoy. it, he made it easier for the audience to go, yeah. Yeah, die. We, we wanted mm-hmm. him, you know. Because I think he is that guy that Abu Nuzir is talking about, right? Sure. The guy yep. that is at the country club with the pension plan and the organic yeah. salad. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. You know, and the and yeah. the and the the Kobe beef. He is about his you know? If he had more yeah, salad, sure. there'd probably be less heart attack. Just saying. Fair enough. <laughs> That's Fair true. enough. More you salad, need, less heart a, attack. You would need a pacemaker. Duly noted. But he is. He wouldn't die he... because of a serial number. <laughs> Thank you. you know. no, Don't let a serial number kill yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, can we just talk about the serial number in the case that oh, happens to be yeah. next to the treadmill? See, that was the other thing. I'm just come on, the, come really? on, really, and then really, really? It's the, the, the height. I'm just like, <laughs> he just waltzes in. Oh, just yeah, I'm gonna also, go poke why around. Why was the New York Times writing about that? Right. I don't know, but but let's face there. There have been many things that, that people have read in newspapers that shouldn't be out there. That, but and I that, agree. But that detail to me, and I and but, I at first I thought that was kind of brilliant on the writer's part yeah. because. Because definitely, it's also topical. Yeah. I mean, in the sense of like, yeah. there's been a lot of discussion lately about mm-hmm. what what they should print, what, what they, they should print, and what mm-hmm. they should not, mm-hmm. and how maybe certain aspects of government or you know are right. feeding us misinformation because mm-hmm. they know it's going to get printed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you guys all know what I'm talking about, obviously. Yeah. But in this particular case, like I, I thought that was kind of ridiculous. Like, why do we need to know where his pacemaker number is in this New York Times right. article? And also, once it's in the New York Times article, maybe we move it. Maybe we move I it don't at know. that point. Yeah. Different I, room. Yeah. <laughs> Right. With a with a with a guy yeah. guarding right. it because that know. could be his but death. I, I, I don't know. I, I, well, and I was I was curious. Like, were they doing that for a laugh line? Because I, I know it wasn't. You know, and it's wasn't funny because line, the writers but. are so good and so on all the time that that just seemed like the most bizarre. But they had a couple of mis- for me. Yeah, there there've been a few, but I mean this that just was so so strange. I also have to bring this up. Um, and I know I mentioned it last week, and I don't actually think it's going to happen. But as you guys recall in the beginning of the series, um, Estes and um, Roya possibly yes. had a date. Right. Now we're going into interrogation. I just wonder if it's going to be brought up in any way. Ooh. I don't think it is. It yeah. seems. Like I don't think it is either. I'm just but, curious. That'd be nice because it would twist That'll, Estes that's around. The you guys date. would probably really enjoy that. <laughs> I, I think that Estes is going to remain. I mean, I think that now that Walden is gone, he's yeah. going to remain yeah. as the as the kind of is villain he, on yeah, our you team. Need, exactly. You need yeah. to like that. So. He's going to be the guy that because especially I really think the more we go on, like I'm convinced that next season is all going to be about this. The government fighting itself about okay. these good but, guys in the CIA fighting this under undercurrent, this okay, other but, element. So of now, black now ops. we know that Quinn's right. black ops and he's a soldier mm-hmm. and he's done some probably really heinous things. Yes. How do you feel about him? He still, still thinks he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> that makes him hotter. No, it does no. not. That he's black ops. Wow. No. Okay. No. No, I like him more than he's black ops. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's tight. He's just an analyst. That's boring. He's a dork. You're just an analyst. No. You should be a no. Oh my gosh. Okay, this guy. Blah, blah, blah. He finds out all this information. I mean, he's just breaking stuff down. The fact that wow. he gets in the field and he's actually black I, ops and he's doing dirt. That makes him. To me, look. There's no. two two things that make somebody <laughs> a leading person. Tell me. A leading man. Uh-huh. Guys want to be him, and girls want to do him. He already had the girls want to do him. You guys were on him. I didn't want to be him, though, until he became a black ops guy. Okay. Well, my, my thing <laughs> is It's not this. because I'm a black ops guy. I, I, it's my thing <laughs> is this, is that I would, be, I would be more apt to probably like this character if mm-hmm. his mission was about um, killing Brody just because he was a threat. Right. Not killing Brody to cover up that drone strike. Right. Right. 
Like, that I'm not on board with at all. And it seems like from that scene that Quinn knew exactly why they were going to kill Bart. Because Esty said to him, Saul knows. knows, Which means Saul knows that you're going to kill this man to cover up a huge, 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 huge war crime on our part. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's a, we haven't, we haven't, this, we haven't designated this. Nobody said war crimes here. Who? Where? What? What? Oh, really? I what, think what, totally. what government said this? What, right. Where is this? The Geneva this Convention. Is scandalous. <laughs> yeah. Scandalous. What she's saying. I think saying. the right. Geneva Convention. Would no evidence. Yeah, war crime. No, no evidence. one said anything about war Geneva crime. and her watches. <laughs> okay. War crime. Um. <laughs> right, let's move on to, uh, let's see, well, we haven't talked Dana and Flynn. Is there anything, Finn, excuse me, is there anything we want to say? I, I thought that as a number five good scene, that yeah. was a great one. I liked that scene yeah, between I did too. them. Yeah. I did too. I liked Not that me. he was, yeah. see, I liked it because it, was, it wasn't it was just this asshole kid anymore. It was yeah. that he actually is feeling things and yeah. that he sort of had that numbness, like my family will take care of it, they'll take care of it, and then yeah. it's that... Cause you, have you guys ever had something happen, whether it's something you did or some, something that happened nope. in your life where nope. in the morning you wake up and you're like, it's fine, it's fine. Oh, right. I don't <laughs> and yeah, so that was, this? I mean, that was a real... Let me get that, out of here. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm quite terrifying, <laughs> that is. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it was a real, like that, that scene sort of struck me in that uh-huh. way. Like I'm actually feeling something and you are the only person that I can talk to in the whole world about this. Mm-hmm. Can't talk to my parents, can't talk to anyone else. So sometimes when you have that, you have that connection where you you're like... You could talk to the cops. <laughs> Yes. Sure. Well, there's that. But but his family. But he really couldn't. No, because the thing is, he understood. I think that he was coming from that cynical place of understanding how the world really works. Well, he said that's how the world was. And she she said very clearly, I didn't know that. And then anything that was between. I mean, I like Dana in that moment where he's like, "Can we go back to that?" And she's just just like, "No, (laughs) sorry." Dead person. No, we can't. Right. Yeah. That's dead. Same way that woman is dead. You know, anything that was there between us is over. I'll yeah. be seeing whoever the new VP son is going to be. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, that convinces me more and more that we're heading away from this family's storyline. Because yeah. to me, they're wrapping it all up. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're heading more and more and more away from Brody and his family. I think they're tying all of the loose ends together in these last couple of episodes so that we as the audience feel satisfied that that we understand where they're at now and where they're going. I think and so. they're going to move into this other storyline with with Jarada and Quinn mm-hmm. and the Black Ops and Saul right. and Carrie. Yeah, right, so, so we've got two episodes to go with that. That's right. So Where do we go? We're going to get Ooh. into our predictions, but before yeah. we do, we want to thank everybody for checking out uh, iTunes and uh, rating and commenting. We, w- we want to thank you for those because we do read them and we are very helpful. Uh, and if we, I don't know if there was any that came in, were we watching today? I guess we weren't. Paying no, I'm attention. watching. I'm watching. No, we're okay. the Twitterverse is, is fairly fairly yeah, quiet yeah. this evening. Yeah, they're probably wondering what did they drink. The Twitterverse. <laughs> Champagne. What do you guys what? like to champagne. know? Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, uh, because of you, uh, we have two million downloads a day, and that's uh, really moving ahead. And all we ask is that you rate, comment us, and tell a friend. So, thank you for that. All right, predictions. We got to get to this. Now, I can't not do you're this. After Buzz yeah. TV. Look at this. You got the right <laughs> you, uh, Anybody got. <laughs> For those of you who aren't watching, Thaddeus' head movements were just brilliant. Yeah, Jim and Gina. Shout out to Larry Hagman. 
All right, so, well, you, you made an interesting one then. I thought I'd like the idea that the Roy Estes thing comes well, up in interrogation. I think that's great. Well, look, I don't I don't necessarily think it's going to happen. I hope it, it does. It would be interesting, though, because it, hey, maybe Estes is, maybe Estes has a little, th- I don't know, yes. I don't know. It, it would be an interesting yeah. choice. I don't great. think it's going to happen. I'm just curious. But uh, my bigger question is, what the hell are they going to do with Dara Doll? I don't, I don't quite see it yet. We I think this is enough set up. About it. Yeah, we, this is set up for season three. Could be, could yeah, be but I hope they do something more with it. Yeah, yeah I think they for have this to. season. You cast F. Murray Abraham. You're totally doing yeah, more with it. Yeah, clearly you are, but I'm just curious where they're going to go and they have no yeah. idea and that's the thing that's well, most interesting. I really do think it's set up for season three. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? There may be something big mm-hmm. in, in the next two episodes, yeah. but, but what they've set so far is he's the head of the Black Ops operation. Yeah. I don't see how you could really pull him in that much in a way that would change the storyline this season. I think mm-hmm. he's clearly set up for next season. Well, I, yeah. I, think, they, I think they're making it super clear what the storyline for next season yeah. is, which is that Saul knows, and you've just said that Saul is the conscious of the show in the more adult way. I mean, I think Dana was the the adolescent conscious where everything really can be black and white. You know what I mean? This is right and this is wrong. Saul's not coming from that. He's coming from the place of a man, yeah, he's, well, you know, who's a CIA his agent. Is much different. Yeah, so he's saying like, well, it doesn't quite work that way, but we're going to try to do the best we can mm-hmm. in the circumstances that we're given, which is what Abin Nazir said, but it's all really So you is. think this whole third season is all about I the conspiracy? Think, I think the third season is going to be about what, how far are they going to go to try and cover all mm-hmm. of this up, and what are Carrie and Saul going to have to do So to is Brody part and, of that? I don't know if Brody... That's interesting, because last week I was really convinced that they'd have to kill him entirely, Mm -hmm. but he may now be a part of it in the sense that, like, if Saul understands that they're going to try to assassinate and eliminate Brody, do he and Carrie try to get him to safety? Do they try to get him away? Do they try to stop the Uh cover-up? Do they try to bring it out into the open? I mean, I think that the cover-up is going to be the storyline. Anybody else? You think that? Could be. That, like, that makes that? sense. That's yeah. interesting. I was actually thinking of marinating on what's going to happen. Uh-huh. I mean, we got two episodes left, so. Grill it. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's the problem? Fu- First of all, did Walden die? We don't know yet. Did Walden die? Did Walden die? Oh, yeah, that motherfucker. You think he's, you yeah, think he's dead? Yeah, I think he's dead. Yeah. I think he's dead. Walden's he's dead. dead. Mm-hmm. Walden's dead. Or will they put him in a coma? To come out at the right moment. Uh, yeah, that would be too uh, cheesy. Yeah. Of course, I think just kill him off. Just kill I him. Hope he's, he's dead. dead. I just want him to be dead. <laughs> yeah, of course. I just yeah. like he to. Just be dead. I just want to say something because I had <laughs> forgotten about dead. this and I wanted to mention it. But uh, Marin Ireland, who played Eileen, remember Eileen, killed herself. Saul's prisoner. Yeah. yeah. Oh right, right, yeah. right. Okay. She just joined a show that I'm really excited about called The Following. That's going to start oh, okay. um, in the beginning of the year, and it's just out of control. So anyway, I just wanted to give a shout out to her because okay. I liked her. Cool. Terrific. I'm looking forward to the All following right, so. too. But yeah, I think, and I and I say that cavalierly, by the way, because it's a television show. Yeah. Because in real life, I would never have that response to someone actually dying. Right. No matter how bad I thought they were, really. It's a little. It's a little no, honestly, <laughs> seriously. Okay. Um, I, I knew it. I knew you were bluffing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right, then uh, uh, Brody and Jess out, right? Yeah. That's what, that's what you're saying? Well, I, I think that Jess, is, Jess and family mm-hmm. are going to be out. Whether Brody is still in play or not, mm-hmm. if he's a part of them trying to stop this cover-up, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, if Saul and Carrie will go to lengths to try and stop them from killing him. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would be interesting. That would be. Yeah. I mean, it's a way to get him into season three. I mean, I don't know if the show wants to lose Damien. You know, he's pretty, pretty great. But yeah. last week, but last oh, week I, I was convinced him. he was going to be dead. Yeah. 
win an Emmy. And Which is great because each week we're going, I don't know, is he going oh, yeah. to gonna survive? Is he going to die? What? I know. So we don't know what it's going to be. All right, well, well, that's the wrap of music. Tell them where they can find you. You can find me at Twitter at at Rossi. That's J-R-O-T-H-C. And you can find my work at IGN.com. You can find me at at Jenna Bush, B-U-S-C-H, like the beer, not the president. You can find my work on Fanhattan.com. And you can find my show with Stan Lee on YouTube slash World of Heroes. Ooh, Stan Lee. Yes. You can find me on Twitter at Club Thaddeus, C-L-U-B-T-H-A-D-D-E-U-S. And you can find me here on Tuesdays at 11 p.m. covering CBS's Vegas. And as always, don't look for me anywhere because you won't find me. So <laughs> on behalf of everybody here, we want to thank you very much for tuning in. And we will talk to you next time. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> <laughs> 